1: 2022 predictions time i am luke owen d a d i'm joined by your jam that champion your quizzle mania champion and that bitch tempest tempest i uh, i'm officially i was meant to do this on the aw review but then I, I wasn't here for it so i'm officially challenging you for that championship the last time you and i did face off for that championship it was at clash in the castle after i jammed it in i jammed in my jam in the jar
2: how did that go for you well
1: you know i really thought that the drew might have won do you know if they'd have done the because there was that report there was a story that they were going to try and fudge it so that, i've seen that yeah. yeah so that drew would have won but he would have only won the wwe championship as a way to split the belt off of roman from a theory cash in um
2: would i have won I think it would have depended on who won that match. Which would have been true. So
1: yeah, I guess I, I guess had plans not changed i would be sat here your jam that champion though knowing my luck i would have just lost it to ollie at full at a crown jewel or the next day it all <laughs> out <laughs> that's true i might have just lost it at all <laughs> out but yeah we're gonna be doing our full gear predictions we keep track of them with little graphics on the screen here and then we're gonna be doing live reactions it's gonna be me and tempest this coming saturday for aew full gear 2022 at this current point in time when we're recording this we're recording this before Dino might because the this goes out on a wednesday before dynamite airs so we don't have well we think we've got the most of the card but they'll probably announce a couple more matches so we'll do predictions for those on the actual live stream itself uh, this coming saturday but we do have nine matches announced. So we've got two-thirds
2: of the card. Then.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, we were joking in the office that there'll probably be another five matches announced because there'll be some
2: buy-in matches. I was going to say, we don't have any buy-in matches. I would be surprised if we don't get, like, QT Marshall against Danhausen on the buy-in. Yeah, probably. Like, I was surprised that the
1: um the Eddie Kingston um, Junyaki uh, match matches mm-hmm. on Rampage. I would
2: be for sure that's a buy-in match. May, well, it's difficult to say whether because, you know, obviously... Having somebody from another promotion just come in and lose a singles match might be a little bit more complicated, but they're doing a tag match, and maybe that'll set up a singles match on Could the be. on the show. It's
1: not a bad, not a bad shout, actually. So we're going to go through the nine matches that we've got currently announced, one of which, actually, we don't know who's going to be in it either, because it's the finals of the Eliminator tournament, so... We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, but we're going to kick things off with Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy Jack
2: Perry in a steel cage match. I'm really looking forward to this match. AEW's cage matches have de- delivered both times. They've done them so far. And this is like a real coming out party type thing for Jungle Boy as a singles guy. He hasn't had that big singles win on pay-per-view yet in his career and i would be shocked if it's not on this show yeah they're gonna do a lot it's a perfect like smoke and mirrors type match a real come from behind underdog style match i think it's gonna be really good it's one of the ones i'm most looking forward to on the show honestly yeah i think this is
1: gonna be a really really good match like the story i think has suffered a little bit on tv and i think christian's injury uh going into all out really has hampered this somewhat because They didn't really get to do a match at all. Out, they had to do an angle, and then that angle is sort of been a bit slow on TV. It's been there sometimes, then not there. And like, I was kind of not over the story, but I was not massively invested in the story. And then Jungle Boy did that cross body onto Luchasaurus of the ramp, and they fell over and, like, you know, fell off the ramp through a bunch of you know clutter or down I was like oh cool well I'm now back in and I'm really looking forward and now they've announced
2: it's a steel cage match yeah I'm I'm kind of pumped for this yeah it was funny because for a long time I was sitting there going I can't believe that this company spent a year and a half building up for the jungle boy christian cage match because you know they They had they were the final two in that casino battle royal at Double or Nothing last year, and that led into their team and that whole run that they had. I was like, this is such long-term storytelling. This is so good. Building this up to make this singles match feel so important. And now it's like, all right, well, now you've gone a little overboard, and I don't think that's entirely their fault because, again, the injury has forced them to change direction at least a little bit but I am ready for a bit of a break in this story. And I think Jungle Boy wins this match And then they can separate these two for a while and have Christian maybe off TV for a little bit. And then once he's back and able to be cleared, then he can just come right back in, maybe cost Jungle Boy a TNT title shot or something like that. And then they go right back in and finally have the big blow off match.
1: Yeah, I'm also predicting Jungle Boy uh, to win this one as well. Although I think we've now got to stop calling him Jungle Boy because they're very clear on commentary now. He is Jack Perry. Jungle Boy is just a nickname.
2: I know, but I like calling it Jungle
1: (laughs) Boy. But yeah, I'm also going with Jungle Boy uh, on this one. Um, Up next, speaking of things that have probably gone on for too long and are still on this card, though, it's Jeff Jarrett versus Sting. It's it's TNA 2006 all over
2: again. I'll be honest. I saw, I forgot what show it was from. You'd probably know off the top of your head. But seeing a clip from TNA of Sting just tanking the guitar shot and firing up and beating his chest from from that show, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's oh, wrestling right there. And if they did that spot in this show, I would imagine it'll get one of the bigger pops of the night.
1: So, yeah, I mean, this is, it's Jar- Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus Sting and Darby Allen. My actual big prediction for this was it was going to be a six-man and it was going to be uh, Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh. Versus uh, Darby Sting. Sorry, I'll try that again. Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh versus Sting, Darby, and Paul White. Oh, I was
2: gonna say, you gotta get tall Paul in gotta get one. tall
1: Paul in there. The giant versus giants, they've been amazing, but no, this is just straight tag matches, just Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus Sting and Darby Allen. Um. And like this is, you know, Jarrett and Sting is a feud that goes back like decades. You know, these are two guys that were facing off in WCW. And then in the early days of TNA, still like the Nashville Fairgrounds days of TNA, these two were having like matches, you know, Sting and Luger and, and all this sort of stuff. And so, like, it's been going on for a whole while. And then all throughout TNA, they were like feuding and crossing paths. I totally see why Tony Khan. Brought in Jeff Jarrett to. I've brought him in for a backstage role, but I can totally see why he's also putting this on a pay per view match. Yeah, it. I. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. I. I can see why he's done it, but
2: from a personal standpoint, I would not have done it. (laughs) The biggest TNA fan in the world wouldn't have done it. Yeah, it's a weird kind of mix here where I can understand. Well, you've brought him in. Let's have him do a match. Yeah. What match are you going to do? It's this match, so that's that's fine. I'm split on what I think is going to happen here. I would be appalled if Sting and Darby Allen do not win this match. Mm-hmm. But I've also been saying that about every Jeff Jarrett pay-per-view match for pretty much his entire career. And but like Sting and Darby are undefeated as a tag team, yeah. right? i think so i'm pretty sure they've not yet lost just a straight tag yeah match.
1: i i would have thought they've got to win here
2: yeah. like
1: Jarrett, for me and i'm i'm willing to be proven wrong on this one uh, and i will I, I will eat my words uh if i am proven wrong but i've got to think that this is a one deal thing for Jarrett. like he's been brought in for a backstage role and he's doing this pay-per-view match, it's a one pay-per-view match thing, but we're not going to have Jarrett on the revolution card, or the double or nothing card or all out next year like maybe he'll have one match next year, but it's not going to be in every pay-per-view thing like Stink currently is, Stink uh, currently is, Mr. Stink Mr. Stink <laughs> it's, um, AJ Styles in TNA once said, Stink, you're wrong <laughs> um i so i think this is a one-time deal for jeff and in which case then i think it's sting
2: and and darby that get the win i agree i i'm gonna go with what makes sense and that is sting and darby allen to win this match but if if anybody on this show is going to to come out of left field and just have a a, a match that and the result that's going to just swerve the fans I think this one may make more sense than others, at least from a historical standpoint.
1: Yeah, it's true. And it'll be very interesting as well, because Sting and Darby Allin will remain undefeated, and Jarrett and Jay Lethal will remain winless as a tag
2: team. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Can't beat Ric Flair and Andrade. Can't beat Sting and Darby Allin. They got a real... A real father-son thing going right here.
1: Yeah, and maybe that'll be Jarrett and Jay Lethal's thing. They'll they'll just face off against WCW legends and a current star. Yeah. Like that's what they'll do at the next pay per view. It'll be them versus Scott Steiner <laughs> and someone
2: else. Yeah, maybe they'll they'll get uh, and because it, it's got to be like it's 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 father figure and not quite son. Yeah, that's oh, what we've got in both times. You only- can have Scott. And Braun Breaker gets <laughs> out of his
1: commitments. I was going to say, if only PD Williams hadn't signed for WWE yes. as a backstage producer, you could have done a Big Puffer Pump and Little Puffer <laughs> Pump, <a> Little PD <laughs> Pump versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Oh well. Say lovey. Uh, up next for the AEW TBS Championship, it is Jade Cargill, the actual
2: champion, versus Nyla Rose, the fake champion. Mm-hmm. Now, I am. Your jam, that champion. You said, yeah, and therefore I get the first choice. Okay, here we go. And I'm going to make the big-brained decision, <laughs> going with Jade Cargill as my Joker pick. You don't think that Nyla Rose is going to be the person
1: that's going to dethrone Jade Cargill's win streak? Somehow, I don't. Oh, man, I, I wish it was Nyla though.
0: Yeah. If I, if I-,
1: if I thought it was going to be Athena. And if it's not a theme, if I could hand pick a woman to end Jade
2: Cargill's run, I'd probably pick Nyla Rose. That's fun. It she, would be fun. Just so much personality. So much. That being said, if I'm gonna pick somebody, I will be picking uh, Willow, Willow Nightingale. That to be my third option. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if you if you depends on how they work it from now until then. But if you can get Jade up to like forty nine wins, and then do Jade and Willow at revolution for the title i I think that that would be a perfect time to have it be 49 and 1 and you change the title then i think that would be really cool i think that would be great that being said for now Jade Cargill is going to be my Joker pick. I had a few other ones here, but because this is a championship match and worth double points, it makes more sense to use it here because my other one was honestly going to be in the Eliminator Tournament. And we'll get to that.
1: In Ooh, a we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, so if you are uh, new to this, channel, please subscribe if, if, if you are new, of course. Um, we, You get a one point for every correct prediction, but on a title match, you get two points. But your Joker pick, and you only get one of those uh, per pay-per-view, gets you double points. So you have quite smartly played yours on a championship. But of course... Should Nyla Rose win, you will lose four points.
2: It's a lot of points to lose. It
1: really is. That's why you got to
2: make a smart choice. I here. mean, you
1: will get the four points though, because Jade Cargill is for sure winning this <laughs> match. Like, <laughs> she is one hundred percent winning this match.
2: She's gotta get her belt back. She, she has putting this yeah. off long enough. You it's going to be on the paper. She's deal. trusted Kira Hogan to get it, and
1: that stupid idiot has failed at every opportunity. So, Fred Velvet was there. <laughs> She'd have had that back week one. <laughs> <laughs> I love
2: Kira Hogan.
1: Um, in what might be one of the more emotional matches of the night, making her in-ring return after uh, a quite a lengthy absence away, Soraya steps into the ring in a bit of a dream match with Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. I, I felt bad for Soraya um, after the announcement because mm-hmm. i think a lot of people were dead harsh on her for it and i just think it was really sad that we were like really praising and pleased for for danielson and for edge doing the same thing but like soraya were like nah not you though like you got emotional during your promo and you you've miss the tokyo dome like you no, you're an idiot and you're you're stupid and brit baker should win like i the promo segment didn't do her any favors because brit baker was like incredible she's it? on fire and i think that they pitched soraya wrong in the sense of you're a you're no one
2: mm-hmm. you're
1: a nobody in this company you're the top star of this company but you're actually a nobody whereas i'm an actual star she came off as the heel so i don't think that the promo segment was pitched well having said that i do think people were very mean to her and like and i i feel bad that her moments of making her in-ring return it's been overshadowed by people being like, well, you said Tokyo Dome when you meant uh, the the sumo hall. Sumo hall so yeah, yeah
2: you're, you're a stupid and you shouldn't wrestle anymore. Feel bad for her now, friend. It's a bit harsh indeed. Yeah, I'm going from that promo into this match. I'm very curious to see what they do here because she cut, like, just like you said, she goes out there and does the whole, I was the star, you're a nobody, you haven't done it like I've done it. That That angle that they've taken with this, if she goes in there and beats Britt Baker in the first match, that's interesting. That is kind of like, well, she's backing up what she then says, but then on the flip side of things, is she going to go in and then lose her first big pay-per-view match, having come back after like five years, having not wrestled? I don't know. This is one of the ones I'm more split on on this show.
1: Do you know what? I was... I was going to say Soraya,
2: like out the gate.
1: It's her first match back in five years. Like, of course, she's going to get the win. But like, yeah, and the, the way you kind of po- like posted it there and sort of like said, well, maybe this. And I'm like, actually, you know what? It, it kind of makes me think of um, uh, going back to TNA. Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe. Kurt
2: mm-hmm.
1: Angle's first big match in TNA was against Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe at that point was like this undefeated badass. He was like the guy in TNA that was not the world champion. And Kurt Angle came in and like on the message boards, um, shout out to the Smart Marks forums back in the day, <laughs> there was a lot of chat of just like, if Angle comes in and wins, it really does set the precedent. of was like, no, he's an actual star and you've just beaten one of your homegrown guys. What a statement it would have been if Samoa Joe had beaten Kurt Angle, and then you can have Kurt Angle can get the win in the return match, but you've really set a precedent there that Samoa Joe beat Kurt Angle in Kurt Angle's first match. If Britt Baker wins here, that's a huge, huge win for Britt Baker. And Soraya can pick up the win in the return match, mm-hmm. but it does, like, but Soraya winning here does little for Soraya and it does nothing for Baker. Baker winning does so much for Brit and it doesn't hurt Soraya in any way.
2: Yeah, it's difficult because a lot of the time this year, Brit has kind of gotten a bit of that uh, negative reception from a lot of fans just because she wins a lot of matches, like winning yeah. that Owen Hart Cup and everything. There have been a lot of times where people have looked at that and goes, oh, is Britt Baker winning again? I think this might be one that's a bit warranted from a storyline perspective, but at the same time, I don't know that at all. It depends on what they want to do, because I've seen a lot of people say that Pay or, goodness me, Soraya has very, like, heelish energy with the promos that she's cut thus far. And if they play that up and have her turn, and maybe not necessarily do a double turn, but Brits always have that organic reception from the audience— if they can kind of play with that and have Soraya turn heel, I don't know that her winning this first match and then playing up even more like, no, all, these, all of these women aren't stars like I was a star. Yeah. There's different directions they could go here. I don't know if there's like a bang right answer for this match like there are some others. What are you picking though I'm almost tempted to have this just be one where we both take a, a different one. That's
1: what I was gonna say. You know? I was I was honestly just gonna pick the opposite of what you picked.
2: Yeah. Well, in that case, I think I'm gonna go with Britt Baker.
1: Cool. I'll take Soraya then. I, I'm 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 happy with either one. Um I'm probably more confident in Soraya than I am Baker. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually pretty happy that it's gone round that way. But yeah, I was thinking like I think you and I can get 50-50 on this, and I'm quite
2: happy with that. We can't have the same answer on every (laughs) match.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
2: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.
1: Which brings us to uh, our next match here. For the ROH World Championship, it is Chris Jericho, the champion, defending against former champion Brian Danielson, against former champion Claudio Castagnoli, and Sammy Guevara, uh, who is also there. Um, (sighs) I don't care.
2: Yeah, this one feels a bit off. Yeah, I really kind of enjoyed Jericho's like open challenge against the ROH guys type yeah, thing. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Like he's had good matches with Danielson. He's had good matches with Bandito. He's had good Dalton matches. Dalton Castle was great. Dalton Castle with that incredible promo to set it up. You had Colt Cabana's return. There were a lot of really nice moments throughout this. And it felt like they just didn't have an idea for a big pay-per-view match. And they just went, nah. Put all the Blackpool Combat Club guys in there again. And yeah. I don't know. This one feels like a step off. Like, it'll be a good match. Don't get oh, yeah. me wrong. This will probably be one of the better matches on the show because you've got Claudio and you've got Brian and, you know, Sammy Guevara's a good wrestler. Great wrestler. A good wrestler. Yeah. It'll be a good match, but I don't think the title's changing hands here and I don't think it necessarily fits with the kind of I'm going to beat every former Ring of Honor world champion story that they've had here. I don't know what they could have done. They probably would have had to go outside the company and get like a really big former champion. But even still, like, you know, you might be a little bit limited in that regard. Daniels is right there. Yeah. I don't know if that is big enough for a pay-per-view match. But no. it's like uh, it's it's difficult. Yeah, it's, it, if, it's a if, tough position to be I, in.
1: I think you could have advertised it as a dream match, mm-hmm. dan You know, Christopher Daniels, the fallen angel Christopher Daniels versus Chris Jericho, especially if you do as like Lionheart Chris Jericho or like a real like generational thing. I think you probably could have advertised it and marketed it in a certain way. um and I probably would have been more into that idea than I am this four way, even though this has got Danielson and Claudio in it, mm-hmm. and Sammy for that matter. I this just feels like filler before we get to um. God, what's the final one of the year? The fi- our final battle, final battle, yeah. Um, and I really thought that was going to be Jericho versus Daniel Garcia, mm. pure champion versus world champion, unify the belts. But they've already taken the foot off that pedal as well and Holy just put smokes. Garcia
2: back into the JAS. And now I I'm... was certain that All Out was so going to be certain. the moment yeah. to do this, or at the very least, like, the next week on Dynamite. And we're here, like, over two months later, and it's just like, no, we're just still kind of at square one with this yeah. story. And maybe they'll put the foot back on the pedal and we'll start doing that leading into Final
1: Battle, but I think that they've lost me a little bit on that one. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm very tired of seeing... JAS versus Blackpool Combat Club because they these lot have been feuding since like February of yeah. this year. it's yeah. too long and ridiculous. It's ridiculous really, and like long. the thing is that it's too long and it's not moving anywhere. Yeah, everyone is in the same position they were in in February, and that is that's then not long term storytelling. That is just.
2: A story that has taken too long to tell exactly and that's always been the difference to me between those two things i just i i I, they've lost me with this and this is a bit of a side note but i really don't like that now both of the blood and guts matches we've gotten have just been like nah, we're just gonna do blood and guts doesn't solve anything it's just a big cage match i'm really sorry I, i it sucks for what happened with eddie
1: like we could have had like that should have been the feud end of with eddie and jericho and yep. then maybe that like, started the feud with jas and Blackpool Combat club but it didn't because we did more jericho and, and eddie stuff afterwards mm-hmm. real real shame Then i think it's a, a real bad move that said i i guess i'm picking jericho
2: i can't imagine they'll take jericho the belt off of jericho no. i think he's like the the he's the draw for final battle He's they've yeah. got the title on a big name guy and he's gonna draw a good buy rate for final battle I can't imagine they'll take it off of him before then. I I, don't I, have, think him, so. I have him retaining this as well. Uh,
1: for the interim AEW's World Championship, it is the champion Don- uh, Tony Storm defending against Jamie Hater, The interim Women's World Champion. Sorry, the interim Women's World Champion. I do apologize. Now, obviously, Thunder Rosa is the AEW Women's Champion. Uh, she and Tony Storm were a short-lived tag team of, of Thunderstorm. So one would imagine that you're going to keep the belt on Tony Storm so then you can then build to the title unification match and then maybe Thunder Rosa drops the belt like she was reportedly supposed to have done at Forbidden Door and Tony Storm is uh, crowned as the women's champion. But Jamie hater has got massively over and I really feel that the one thing we haven't done with an interim reign yet is have the interim champion lose. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say Jamie Hater. Ooh, I'm this one Jamie is Hader tough. wins.
2: This one is tough because I think this is kind of one of those deals where you either go with your your previous plan, or you go with what the fans are telling you, and the fans have gotten well behind Jamie Hader as they should because Jamie Hader is awesome, so good. I think this could be a real chance for them to like crown someone that has very much organically worked their way up the card up into championship contender status. Like you kind of had that with Britt, you know, going from still being pretty green and everything when they started AEW into like no, she's the top star and she needs to have the belt and blah blah blah. But this is a bit different. Like kind of people knew that Britt Baker was earmarked for big things when yeah. she came in, you know. That that was pretty clear. This is Jamie Hayter was Britt Baker second, and now she has the chance to be the top star of the division, and there's a lot that you could play with there. If she then wins the championship, maybe that's when you do the turn and have Britt Baker turn on her. I don't know. Plenty plenty of things that you could go with here. I think I'll go with Tony Storm just for the sake of 50-50ing this thing and making the predictions a little bit more... Uh, spicy. Spicy. But I think Tony Storm could win it for the sake of, you know, hanging on to the belt and then facing thunder rosa when she's back i think that's entirely possible don't know if it's the right answer though mm. I, I think this could go either way
1: yeah I, I think there's more mileage in hating getting the belt and doing something with brit than waiting for thunder rosa to come back with with tony storm because like i think what we may end up seeing at full gear is not the crowd booing tony storm But I mean, they might do because Mm -hmm. I think this crowd are going to be way more into Jamie Hayter than they are Tony Storm, which will create a real weird atmosphere in the match if
2: hater is just healing it up and then tony storm wins i think you're bang on the money there i think that might be the exact reaction we get from this but at the same time tony storm has been a very good interim women's world champion like, she she i think uh i forget whether it was tied or passed or whatever she's got like the second most tv matches as an aew women's champion having just passed either brit or or hikaru, hikaru shida, shida. And it's like she's done it in a fraction of the time, so they very clearly like having her on TV as champion, and I think they might keep that going. But again, I don't know that.
1: Yeah, it's one of the things I will really give AEW a lot of credit for is when they gave Tony Storm the interim world's Cham- interim women's world championship. They were like, right, she's on TV every week, and yeah. she was on TV every week, whether that just be in like a promo segment or she was actively wrestling. And she was out in front of the crowd as well, yeah. which they did not do with Thunder Rosa. They did not do with Hikari Shida. They did not do with Britt Baker. And so I think this was a real, like, positive step forward. Granted, she also lost matches, which I think is pretty stupid. But, you know, it's also... I don't think Tony particularly cares much for his women's division. Maybe he will do now so is there. Maybe. Uh, so maybe. And, like, I mean, you could do... Hater wins the belt here, it goes into a few with Britt Baker, and then Britt gets the belts. Maybe they do the, the you know, the, the title unification,
2: and that's mm. when you do Soraya Baker too. This time it's for the title. Could well do. I mean, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa might not like each other, but that's a real like destined to do this forever AEW rivalry. Yeah. They could well do that again. There's a bunch of different directions you could go here, yeah.
1: Uh, So you mentioned this earlier, but it is going to be the finals of the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament, the finals of which will take place at Winter is Coming. As it currently stands at the time of this recording, it's Ethan Page or Bandido versus Brian Cage or Ricky Starks or Lance Archer. Mm -hmm. Um, So Ethan Page and Bandido, that final is going to be uh, this coming Wednesday or tonight as you're watching this uh, on Dynamite and Brian Cage versus either... Lance Storm or Ricky Starks will it be Storm. Did I say Lance Storm? That would <laughs> be a match. If only it was Lance Storm. Lance Storm versus Ricky Starks. I'd That'd love to so see fun. that match. Sorry, Lance Archer versus Ricky Starks. Um, which is did that not happen
2: on Doesn't Rampage? Happen- no. No, he gets uh he got injured, didn't he? He gets Ricky? laid out on Dynamite, and yeah. I think that match is happening on Dynamite, and then the, uh, right. the Ricky Starks Brian Cage match that I imagine will happen will be on Rampage. Yeah.
1: So we are looking at, let's say for the sake of arguments, uh, Ethan Page, Bandido, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage. Um, I would imagine Ethan Page beats Bandido. Mm-hmm. And I think Ricky Starks beats Brian Cage. Mm-hmm. So we end up with Page versus Starks. That's my prediction. And then Starks wins the whole thing.
2: That's my prediction. Yeah. I am almost most confident in this one as of the possible combinations or of all the matches on this show really there aren't many that i'm more confident in it's probably just the jade match than having ricky starks get his big moment here i don't know what that's going to mean for the main event because i think you could have ricky starks go up against either mjf or john moxley as world champion and everything but i don't know what the heel face alignment's going to be from that main event coming out of it of course I think Ricky Starks is due for a really big win on pay-per-view. I think this could be it, especially after losing to Powerhouse Hobbs in like 5 minutes at all Such out. Such a shame. This this needs to be a big match and a big night for him.
1: Or oh. Tony Khan clearly loves the firm. I'm not putting this energy out there into the universe, Luke. Ethan Page wins. MJF wins in the main event and it's the firm's Ethan Page versus the the faction for hire that MJF had to get him that world title in the first place versus MJF at winner is coming.
0: The
2: storyline is there for it, but it is not the storyline that I think most people are into. No, I don't think so. And like, Ethan Page is a fine performer. Don't get me wrong. I think him as a world championship TV challenger i think is perfectly fine but in terms of beating someone on pay-per-view i would not be beating ricky starks at this moment again so soon after the last one which i think a lot of people myself included kind of thought would be his coming out party i think this is going to be his coming out party after his promo on rampage a couple weeks ago i think that kind of telegraphed maybe a ricky starks win here i'd like to think so because i just i do not care for the firm Well, I don't think many
1: people do. Uh, We'll certainly see what happens. I think for now, the graphics will say Ricky Starks for for both of us, but we'll make official predictions when we come to the live streams, and we've got the full
2: picture in front of us. Could be Lance Archer. Or Lance Storm, apparently. It could be. Or it could be Bandito. Yeah. Bandito's just signed. Bandito's great. And Bandito's awesome. If you're looking for probably the best worker of the ones around, Bandito would probably qualify. A finals of Bandito and Ricky Starks? Yeah. I'm well in for that. That, that um, would be one of the better matches on the show. And
1: I love Ethan Page, but I'd be way more into Starks versus Bandito than I would
2: be yeah. versus Page. I, I totally agree there.
1: So we'll see. Uh for the AEW World Tag Team Championships, it is the champions, the acclaimed versus Swerve in Our Glory. It is the third match in the trilogy. And I think in this moment here, we get our Keith Lee Heel turn.
2: And swerve in our glory, win those tag straps. I think I was doing a show with Ollie recently where we just kind of like worked out the different possible ways that this this storyline could go, because they very clearly want to either get the belts onto FTR or have FTR challenge for the belts in the near future. FTR's not going to face the acclaimed and do a double babyface thing. So I would have to think that FTR needs to face a heel team. And what better heel team would there be than swerve in our glory? Finally on the same page as a couple of bastards. Keith Lee, the big lovable bastard that you would be. But I don't
1: think you're wrong. My only reservation behind my prediction is what I've got for the main events. So I... I feel like I wouldn't want to do two of these on the same evening. And I'm more confident in the other one happening than I am in this one. And I do, you know, they've been, they have done some teasers of the acclaimed versus FTR. And I do think like the two most popular acts going up against each other might be a bigger match than FTR versus the bastards of heel Lee and heel swerve. So,
2: what what do you what do you say? What do you think's happening? Of, who, do, who do you think's winning? Of all the ones on this show, this one is the biggest question mark to me. This is one where I I literally have no clue what they're gonna do. I think it absolutely they could just have the acclaimed win and have it be another great match and have that really be their flag in the ground. We are the top tag team. We're not just like you know the the one that's gonna go into this 2 out of 3 best 2 out of 3 rivalry and lose two of them no we are the best we are better than these two and maybe this is where they break up swerve and Keith Lee Yeah Keith Lee like really he's the one he gives a spirit bomb
1: to uh to swerve to be like look we're done now Yeah I'm I'm sick of your heel
2: shenanigans and I'm done Could well be I think Keith Lee and Swerve are going to win this one
1: In which case I'm going to go with the acclaimed Very I'm going to go for the acclaimed retention here um, and I I really could see it going either way. Yeah. I really, really could. Uh, and I think that then brings us to our main event of the AEW world champion, Jon Moxley, defending against the casino ladder match cash-in option of MJF. So my big prediction for this on an AEW review a couple of weeks ago, and it is the prediction I'm going to stick with here, and I'm going to say this now as my main event MJF wins when William Regal turns on Moxley. Oh, that's fun! And it's Regal hands Mox hands MJF the brass knucks, and that's how we and that's how MJF wins the belt. And Regal teaches him how to be a true villain. Regal loves being a bad guy. Yeah. he proper gets a boner for being a baddie. So I. I think that's how you do this big MJF thing. This baby face turn is a big swerve. And the night ends with Regal turning on marks. So that's my stake in the ground. I'm going
2: with MJF to win the belt here. That's very fun. I like that a lot. Because again, it's not a swerve in the sense of, oh, you're just doing something that people don't expect. No, that would play into the entire storyline here. That would make perfect narrative sense with everything that they've done with these two. I think that's very fun. I think MJF needs to win this match. I think this is his time. I think, you know, if, if he loses this match, I'm really going to be baffled. I think Moxley has earned himself this vacation. That he, he really needs to go on. Oh, yeah. So I I think MJF wins it. I'm not a 100% certain on the heel face alignment coming out of it but if ricky starks wins that eliminator tournament and mjf goes full bad guy with regal behind him that's very fun and i think that'll make for some really good promos leading into Winter is coming for mjf versus ricky starks and a really good main event match there i like that a lot i'm going mjf particularly
1: if you've got regal you know, because the, the whole deal they're going to do next year is the contract war of 2024 and Riggle being like, I've got contacts mm-hmm. there. I can get you the best deals. I can put you in front of the right people. And like, there's some real fun stuff you could do around that. It's very
2: fun. They always seem to uh like people often say like, oh, why does the best talker need a manager? He doesn't need someone to talk for him. But it's not so much needing someone to talk for him. It's just having another character around him at all times to bounce off.
1: Yet this isn't a Nyla Rose, Vicky Guerrero situation where you look at that on screen, you're like, why is Vicky Guerrero there when Nyla Rose is actually a much better talker and like it gets herself over way more than Vicky does. Like that for me is a partnership where I'm like, Nyla Rose doesn't need a mouthpiece. Mm. This is not MJF gets a
2: mouthpiece. It's MJF gets another character to interact with. Yes. And that that was always my biggest thing watching him interact with uh, with the Pinnacle last year is because the Pinnacle was like a decent little faction and everything. It was good stuff, but it gave him reasons to be on TV every week that weren't just I'm cutting a promo or I'm being in a match. It was he could go and he could pay somebody to allow uh, like going and paying for the services of FTR to be uh, the ones under the, under the mask and everything, winning the AAA titles. It was him going back and forth with Wardlow and having that tension building over time. It's him renting out you know, Sean Spears to do his dirty work. Like There's so many different possibilities for segments at that point. And this just gives MJF a different reason to be on TV. It gives him another storyline that he can just kind of pick at and tease every mm-hmm. single week
1: i like that a lot I think it's a really fun idea and moxley taking time off probably not coming back till next year maybe like february next year when that wild thing music kicks in mm-hmm. and mjf is in the ring as champion with william regal
2: place will go ballistic absolutely
1: so that, all it that comes down to is what is my joker pick Yeah, what
2: is your joker pick
1: so obviously i'm going to probably pick a title match um, because that makes the most sense. So I can either do MGF, I could do the acclaimed, I could do Storm, or I could uh, sorry, Hater, or I can do Jericho.
2: I know which one I'd pick. Yeah,
1: I mean Jericho's the is the easy one. But I feel like if I'm gonna win this belt, I wanna win it on a I wanna win it on a Hail Mary. Oh and I really feel like I wanna win it with Hater. I wanna win it with my girl Jamie Hater. Jamie Hater is my Joker pick. Wow! I am either getting four points or I'm losing this whole thing because <laughs> you're 100 getting four with Jade Cargill. I'm going with Jamie Hater. Jamie Hater wins the interim women's world
2: championship. What? I'm winning that belt. Very spicy. I think this <laughs> this prediction battle could go either way. Like I, I'm split on the whole uh, tag title match. I'm split on Storm and Hater. I'm split on on Baker and Soraya. There's there's a Lot here could go either way, and also
1: we'll have other matches Strap. likely to predict uh when we come to the live stream itself yep. as well. So please do tune in uh, this coming Saturday on the Wrestle Talk Podcast channel. Here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast channel, so subscribe, press those, uh, tap that bell for notifications so that you know when that goes live. Because we'll then be doing a full review of the show the following day. Pete and Satine Yangi will be doing uh, that podcast reviews. That'll be a hell of a lot of fun. They'll have a lot to dive into. But I think that's going to wrap it up for this edition. Um, yeah, subscribe and do all that good stuff. I have been Luke Owen. D A D. That has been Tempest. You're jam that champion and jam that jam.